Hello, friends and fellow adventurers. I'm Alex Reed, your DM here for Cocked, a real play DD podcast. Today, our characters are going to go around and answer a question about themselves. This week's question is Has your character ever been in love? I suppose I can go first. Take away, Reggie. Hi, I'm Reggie. Reggie Morris. <laughs> I play Brock Olton, the Cobalt Artificer. Very easy answer. No. Just <laughs> quick, easy answer. Very no. easy answer. No. Ma- he, he doesn't understand what it is to begin with. So, mm-hmm. nah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hi, this is Alex Groves. I play Agard, the Furbolg Druid. Has Agard ever been in love? Agard was almost kind of betrothed to someone, which is also kind of scandalous in why he ran out in the middle of the night and left his people. Um, he didn't, he kind of, I guess he kind of felt like, he was supposed to love someone, but he realized that he didn't have any feelings for them. And he was on a path that basically was something he couldn't stop. And he knew if he stayed, he would just be in a life that he didn't want. So has he ever actually been in love? No, because he doesn't really know. He doesn't know what love is. Hey, guys, it's Connor Joyner. I play Ebron Iron Man, the Leonin Ranger. Ebron has been in love. So, uh, but unfortunately, his love was forbidden because it was from another pride. And unfortunately, it was from a pride that the Iron Man pride wasn't very friendly with. And he thought that their love might actually help bring the prides together. But unfortunately, it was not to be. Hey, guys, this is Jessica Reed. I play Katie, a dragonborn fighter. Katie's actually in love right now. She didn't realize it until the night that she snuck out of the monastery, but it's kind of her driving force right now. Previously on Cocked, a real play D&D podcast, the party was hot on the heels of a shout as they chased him in the direction of Glomora. As the party followed a path, they noticed an odd shape protruding from the trees with smoke coming out of it. The party paused, discussing if they wanted to investigate or press on. We shifted to a brone, waking up hogtied on the second floor of a Victorian-style hut. As he looked around, he noticed signs of captives and other creatures that appeared to be lifeless around him. As he struggled at his bonds, he heard footsteps heading in his direction. A hideous hag appeared coming up from the stairs, who revealed that she was in fact a shoud the whole time. Before a brone could react, she put him back to sleep and we pick back up where we left off with the party discussing how to proceed. So we'll go back to the road. Agard, Braca, and Katie are standing at the, the edge of the Violet Woods, looking in that direction of the smoke coming off the odd shape. Okay. What are you guys doing? Well, we, we, we said we were going to yeah. investigate, but investigate quickly, so we'll start moving. Heading that way. But, I mean, price we want to keep quiet i mean we're really stealthy probably how not knowing how high is the grass over here it's not really so there is grass that approaches the violet woods but once you get into the woods yeah it's okay. more brush in between trees right but it's not heavily brushed right like there there's some spots here and there but you could you could kind of weave your way through without having to cut through bushes and make a ton of noise you'd be able to maneuver if you're trying to go stealth go ahead and make a group stealth check for me oh gosh 
That's going to be a four. 16. 13. Raka hits every possible twig. <laughs> yeah, pine cones, everything. <laughs> so, as it's shocking to Agard and Katie how loud Braca can be. <laughs> and at the beginning, Braca is stepping on twigs, kicking pine cones, rubbing up against brush. So Agard, frustrated a little bit still from the night before, looks at Agard, or looks at Braca, and then looks at Katie, <laughs> and just points at Katie, then points at Braca, and, and just mouths, pick him up. Oh. Braca, come here. So that way we can move a little bit quicker. And oh. I'll, I'll pick him up. Okay. And put him on my shoulder. Agard is scaring Katie right now. She's like... Well, he's not, no, he would not be mean. He's just like, no, you know, no, he's, I know. He's very determined right now. So he's, yeah, he's not being jovial it's, or everything. He's, it's a different um, sure. side of Agard that she hasn't necessarily... Yeah. He's worried about a bro. Right, of course. Understandable. Yeah. So you guys... Continue on. Mm-hmm. You're able to, to move pretty stealth now <laughs> with Brock on Katie's shoulders, uh, making less noise. With that old iron foot Brock behind us. I'm tiny. That's exactly what he was saying, too. Oh Every step. Um, <laughs> I would say because you have them following either... Braca, since you're up on Katie's shoulders and you can see a little further, you could assist or roll your own perception with Agard in front, trying to look to find a way to give him advantage. And Katie, you can go ahead and just do a straight roll, or you can all three roll. Um, I'll just give Agard advantage. So Agard, you would have advantage on perception to find the path. Okay. Uh, that's either a 19... Or a 26. Okay. Perception, 19. 19. So 19, 26. You guys both pick up pretty quickly on what looks like it's not a well-traveled path, but it definitely looks like somebody would have had to kind of carve it out to get through here. Right. Um, And it does feel like it's very windy. It's not a straight line, but it continues heading the north direction where you guys saw the smoke come from, but it does weave quite a bit. And as you get closer, you guys do notice different markings and things on the tree. Can we investigate the markings? Absolutely. Okay. As soon what as type of tech would that be to like know if it's in like a certain type of language, like history? Um, I would say investigation first to okay. look at it, and then... Can I, can I assist them with the investigation? Yeah, if you want to assist, that's fine. Uh, uh, Thirteen. 13 so you you are able to kind of pull something from it but it doesn't seem like a language it seems more like a symbol um that you're seeing and it looks more like a symbol of the moon but it's not a it's not a full moon it's like a crescent moon do we feel like it's a warning that or like it has some religious significance as you're moving you feel like it's more a marked pathway then it, it is a religious symbol because it's just a a sliver just like a the right side of a crescent moon right. gotcha that's just carved and originally you guys didn't notice them but as the path goes on you start to see that where it turns and continues that's usually where a mark is almost like it's signifying that you're on the correct path okay. 
since can we do can can Agar do a, a history check then or a religion check to see if he can recall ever seeing this or knowing what this might be? You could roll a history check on it. Could Brock do the same? You could, yes. You want to do the same, or do you want to you want one of us assist the other? So you can roll a straight one. You can roll with advantage because okay. it is. You'll see uh, if oop. you get it. Go to thirteen. A dirty twenty. Baraka, you feel like it is a marker of a path. Agard, you begin to remember, and it comes back kind of in flashes, not necessarily all at once, but you remember texts, and you have to think for a moment, and you kind of stop everybody, and for a couple minutes, you're, you're kind of standing there looking at it, tracing with your finger, and you start to remember that this is a symbol of an ancient coven from the Fae. That okay. is something that... It's a reason that your people left the Golden Fang Forest is because this coven tried to start to come through at the Golden Fang Forest. Uh-huh. And hundreds of years ago, when your people left the Golden Fang Forest, the Order of the Bloodhawks had come in and helped your people get rid of the coven and get them out of the Golden Fang Forest. But Agard's ancestor, I believe, was actually the leader of the tribe at the time. Agard's ancestor felt that it would be safer to leave the Golden Fang Forest and head to the Manacrox Forest. And that was one of the great migrations of your people. Okay. Did the um, the Coven have a name? The Sisters of Night. Okay. And do these carvings look like they're fresh or maybe old? Like, have they been there for a make, very long time? Or? Make a nature check on it. Um, okay. 17. They haven't been there for longer than a month. They look relatively okay. fresh. They don't look like they were just made, mm-hmm. but they haven't had time to kind of weather over, in a sense. Okay, Agard's going to kind of usher everyone back a little bit, <clears throat> like maybe 10, 15 feet back, just to make a little distance, back in the direction where we came, mm-hmm. and um, then he'll explain to you guys, my, my remembering my people have history with a group known as the Sisters of Night, the Coven, and the symbols seem very fresh. So we may be coming upon one of, you know, uh, some of them or, you know, maybe one of their homes or something. But this is the reason why my people left um, and and, and settled back in the Manicroft Forest. So we may be coming across this this Coven. Mm -hmm. So do we keep going or turn back? Kind of seems like it's up to you. Are they are they dangerous? They are quite dangerous. Um, don't know what it is we're, we're walking into. These markings do not look old, but I could be wrong. I don't want to put you in any danger, but I feel as though I need to look into this more. This is not something that we have even heard of in generations. Oh, that's... So if, they're, if they, they have returned, this is something that I need to look into and then, you know, see what can be done. I mean, if we need to go forward, you know, I, I'm here. I'm, I'll follow. Braca, how do you feel? Oh, I, I don't care. We can... The decision seems like it's up to you. It has the most relevancy with you. I am moving forward regardless. It is up to you whether you want to follow. Yeah, they will will be behind you. Well, okay. beside you. Sure. You know, here. Yeah. Why, why don't you maybe stay 10 feet or so back? Uh, 
just so I don't want to put us in the same. If in case I were to run into something, I'm five five feet behind you sure. is fine. I, I don't want to be too far where we can't get in there, and I don't uh, want to have to, you know, football toss Braca to you. So yeah. <laughs> so Agar, um, after conferring with everyone, turns and moves forward. Wait, but, before you guys move forward. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, wait, Agar. And Brock yes. is going to, like, quickly, like, shuffle to the side and pull out the, like, brighter orange vial that he made this morning and hand it to you. Okay. Uh, if we have to fight, that'll probably help you kind of bolster you a little bit. Do I, is this something that I drink or throw at someone? Drink. Okay. Oh. It's very important to know. Um, <laughs> the it, differences. The effect lasts for around a minute, so probably use it before we get into a fight. Thank you. I appreciate it. So before you guys move forward, everybody go ahead and make a nature check real quick. Oh, crap. 16. 11. 12. So 12 or higher. Oh! You, you, don't, you do notice that the I don't know what noise that was. wildlife <laughs> is... It's not as prevalent as it was when you first entered the Violet Woods. You guys have been traveling for about 30 minutes, a half hour, 40 minutes, and it has started to thin out. Okay. So it was pretty prevalent in the first half hour, but now it started to seem a little more scarce. And the trees and the brush seem to be a little more, not dead in a sense, but like the life is being pulled out of them. Mm-hmm. And you guys continue on. Go ahead and make... Being stealthy. Um, okay, go ahead and make a, a, another stealth check. Um, oh, son of a biscuit. Fifteen. Eight. Is Braca still on yeah. your shoulders? Yeah. Oh, okay. is that advantage? or No, that, no, would, that be would be disadvantage. disadvantage. Oh, no. It's still just an eight. An eight? Okay. Well, that I mean that averages out to about a twelve, a fifteen, and an eight. That's close enough. Oh, it's not terrible. Okay. So, um, you guys are able to maneuver without making too much noise. It takes you another like fifteen minutes, and at this point, you guys are approaching. You see what looks like a um, Victorian hut. <laughs> <laughs> But there is a clearing about 10 feet in front of you. You guys can make a perception check if you want to see what you can see through the trees. Without... 19. Okay. I got a 9. Man, the duality from this session and last Oh my session. god, when you were magic 20. And then, then him, uh, all the 20s he was getting that last one that got published. <laughs> That's a big old 9. 6. I got a 19. But I'm in front, okay. though. So, that makes sense. As the party approaches the source of the smoke through the trees, you realize that there are a lot of there are not many animals any more in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, as you are getting close to this clearing, it looks like the trees have now drastically had a lot of the life sucked out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the wildlife noises are slim at all. Mm-hmm. You might hear a couple of movements. As you get to about 10 feet of the clearing, you notice a Victorian style hut in the middle of the fort, in the middle of the woods. You see that the second story is a little bit larger than the first. So there's an overhang. And that overhang has what looks like a 
cobblestone ground around it. Almost like it's like a wraparound cobblestone porch. And you're looking at the roof. It is a thatch roof. Uh-huh. And then coming up to the top, there you can see a chimney on the far right side. And you see the copper cone-shaped object that you guys felt like you saw from the road. As you look up, Agard, you're the only one that notices this. But you see what appears to be a blue and black bird sitting at the apex of the front of the house on the thatch roof. Okay. I mean, do I get anything from that bird? Could Bracca do an arcana check to see if that's a familiar? Well, Bracca doesn't see it. Oh, right. Yeah, never mind. I was about to say, if he saw it, never mind. Um, And just so you guys know, if you want to look it up, uh, I'm modeling it after a spangled Katinga. I looked up colorful birds and found one. I got kicked there once. It hurts. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, okay. There's a couple of things that that Agar would like to do. So, if anybody else wants to do anything. I'm not sure what that noise was I just heard. That was me rolling a D20. Um... Well, no, I don't. That's too far a distance. Um, okay, so I'm going to scoot back a little bit to where you guys are, and say I'm going to try and see if if the coven is here at this house. Okay. So if you could stay here just for now, well, you can, and, and he'll point out obviously the house. I'm going to approach the house and see. Who might be there? Um, if there's no wildlife around, and I feel like it'd be kind of weird for a random animal to approach this house. Oh, I, I won't be an animal. And then I use my furbolg magic to um, cast disguise self. I can do that once per uh, short rest. So you basically, would- I become um, my skin is now pale, uh, like human color. I'm a foot shorter. And my clothing kind of changes, so okay. just oh. like, like it's like traveler's clothing. So oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm still I'm still what like seven <laughs> feet tall. So I'm still tall, but I'm a foot shorter than I was, and just look obviously different. Right. Yeah. Just don't get yourself killed or anything. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on me, please. Um. Yeah. I. Oh. I don't know if you should go by yourself. Do you? Do, we can follow along, and I don't want. The, I'd rather. Surprise them with numbers, then okay. give them three targets if if that makes sense. Understandable. Okay. So are you approaching? Yes, but Agard is going to kind of hunch over too mm-hmm. to make himself a little bit shorter. And um, one second, I haven't thought all this way through. That's right. How, how far away will he be from us? From Brock and I. So the edge of the clearing <clears throat> is about 10 feet from you. And then the Victorian style hut sits about 80 feet into the clearing. It does look like it's more in the middle of the clearing. You do oh, see a okay. creek that runs through it and behind. He says crick if he doesn't correct himself. I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That runs behind the hut. So I'm going to enter into the clearing. Hunched over, 
and start saying, Braca! Braca! And like I'm searching for something. So as you clear the tree line, uh-huh. you notice that the bird had been, that was perched at the apex, was looking to its right. Its head snaps around and looks at you, mm-hmm. and it darts down, um, flying, mm-hmm. darts right above the thatch roof and in through a window right there. Mm-hmm. It's gone for about 15, 20 seconds, okay. and then it flies out and lands right back up on the apex uh-huh. and just looks directly at you. Yeah. Okay. And it's probably about, I'd say it was 80 feet centered. It's probably about... 60 feet from you at this point. Okay. And I'm going to continue just not really going straight towards the house, but kind of around and eventually make myself to, but I'm, I'm, I'm calling out for Braca just cause that's a name that Hagar knows. Do you, how close do you get to the house? <laughs> I approach the house. Okay. Eventually I'm not like, I'm not making like an obvious, like here I go straight to the house, but Agard is, is kind of making it like a wide around through the clearing and then to the house. Okay. Baraka is going to kind of just kind of silently say to Katie, something that's kind of weirding me out right now is just kind of how silent it is over there. And if it's a coven, that normally means there's a decent amount of people involved. More than More than one, right? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a coven if there's just one person. And that kind of makes me think that they might be out and about, you know, in this forest, maybe around us already. So I don't exactly think we're safe right now. So uh, you guys had your chance to leave. I mean, I'm no. I'm I'm not going to leave. I mean, we're we're already we're already in, in the thick I, of it. Did you know that Infernal Coven <laughs> translates to dragon? Oh my god! <laughs> There's a puff of smoke where uh, Brock was standing. <laughs> I oh my god! I I do have a question um, because we didn't do this. Can we? Um, I don't know if a dragonborn can really do this, but can we hide? Like, can we see a tree near us that we can kind of make sure we're behind, but still in line of sight of? You can make a stealth check. You can sneak up to the edge of the clearing to keep. Um, Agard in your view and try to hide behind the trees. Oh, that's probably not going to do it. Um, 11. Okay. Oh, Brock will do a stealth check as well. Are you off of my shoulders now? I mean, I never said I was, so I guess I'm probably still on your shoulders. I mean, you can come off of them now if you want to, but, um... <laughs> <coughs> Like, let me, you can come down from, you can get, get down. <laughs> you may depart my shoulders. Get down on it. Oh my gosh. I mean, Brock, Brock never said he was um, like leaving Katie's shoulder, so he'll just stay up there. Okay. So you would just take her 11. Okay. Okay. Oof. Um, but I do want to be in line of sight. To where if I see anything happen, can I, like, just start dashing mm-hmm. towards Yeah, them? you can hold your movement to where if you see anything, you can run towards um, <clears throat> Agard. Okay. Raka is, like, just 
tr- like trying his absolute best to just pay attention to his like direct like surroundings. So for Agar, you're you're walking around <laughs> calling so for Braca, <laughs> and you just notice out of the corner of your eye this Scooby Doo heads popping around the tree <laughs> from the clearing, looking at you. Oh my um, god! What? <laughs> <laughs> Your head pops around, Braca's on your shoulder, so his head leans with it. So there's Katie's head and Braca's head right it. above. Um, it's like a really, it's, it's like a really dark, like bark tree too. And yeah. oh, just no. white dragonborn head, <laughs> right? And, white and the purple and one above it. <laughs> um, oh gosh! So we as tried. You, as you get within forty feet of oh, gosh. Okay. the um, big clearing, then the house. Big- yeah, so it was eighty feet from the edge I'm of the sorry. clearing to that. the to the house, yep. and the house is kind of equidistant all around. Okay, so you get about forty feet away from it, and you pause, make a perception check real quick. Ten. You hear noises coming from the house. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have time to react instantly, but two large spiders come uh-huh. from each side of the house and start to run towards you oh. and it's at that point that we will uh roll initiative i will give you your um movement action to <laughs> yeah because katie out. would run towards spiders no that, yeah that's that's what would happen <laughs> yeah, well, would you, would you, you, no it's fine i'm running well hang on i i'll, I'll ask you you did say you were going to if anything yeah. happened to agard you were going to run to him well so do you want to hesitate or would you use your movement there are mean, two spiders what would katie do do they look would I be able to perceive that they're hostile? They are large spiders moving towards Agard. I don't know what that means. Does it seem like Agard is taking like a bit of a step back? Like, ooh, what's going on? I don't know. What does Agard do when he sees them come around the house before initiative? Well, give me um, what would Agard do? Picture it. Okay. Um, Agard would stay in his current character and um, throw up his hands like, Oh no, no! I'm looking for my son! Help! Yeah, Katie wouldn't be able to decipher if that's like him just acting or scared, so she'd start running. Okay. Go ahead and everybody roll initiative. That's a 21 for Baraka. That's what what Edgar got to. Dang! 21. Gosh, Katie is just not on par what's your, today. What's your dex? I was gonna say, do you, guys, do you guys want to roll these, or do you have dex? Seventeen. Okay. Seventeen. Okay. Fourteen. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> oh my goodness. What did Katie get? Eight. Okay, give me one second. When you say large spiders, do you mean like they're? Bigger than normal spiders, or they are large. They're bigger than normal spiders. They're okay. they're medium sized beasts. Uh-huh. They're large spiders, but they're not a large monster. So they're like gotcha. still man sized. Then, yes, much. Yeah. yeah, enough still to elicit and, some. And you shit. see, they are. They don't look like naturally <coughs> colored spiders. They are darker with this purplish hue that runs through them, but they're very dark. Mm. Um, and as the sun comes up, you can tell they. They more than likely come from underground because they do not look like they have any type of natural camouflage or anything to blend into the surroundings. Right. They look like they would They would be something you would see when you were in the mountains. Okay. Yep. Or they would look like something Brocco would see when Brocco was in the mountains. 
Agard, you are up first. Okay. They used their movement from the house. They got within 10 feet of you. Okay. So they're, I'm not in their threat threat zone then. Not yet. Time. Okay. Agard is then going to, again, trying to stay. He's, he's trying. To, he doesn't feel as though this is the threat, possibly, that's here. I mean, spiders coming out of a oddly placed house just seems a little strange to him in the middle of the woods. So they didn't come out of it. They came around the back side of it. Oh, I thought they came out of it. Okay. <clears throat> nope. So they were kind of, it looked like they were almost patrolling. And when one okay. saw you and took off, the other one took off as well. Okay. So, same thing. So um, he's going to just basically yell and, and move back 30 feet. Okay. And just be like, oh my god, help, help, no, don't, I'm, I'm just looking for my son. Um, screaming towards the house, basically. And then I'm going to hold an action. Okay. If the spiders, one of the spiders gets within five feet of me, they're going to attack me. Yeah, in melee range. Right. I'm going to uh, thunder wave. Okay. <clears throat> Make a perception check. As you move backwards with disadvantage because you're moving. Okay. But you are looking towards the house. Uh, so that's a dirty 20. The other one's 21. Okay. You see a hooded figure appear uh-huh. in the window on the second floor. Uh-huh. And as you're backing up, yeah, they turn and disappear back into the home. Okay. But you do see that something moved inside the hut. Sure. Okay. Rafa, you're up. I mean... Raga's on Katie's shoulder. Did we start to run? Yes. And Katie, you ran 30 feet in, correct? Correct. So you get to about where I would say you get right next to Agard because he moved backwards. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. I, would, I would say as you were running in, he was moving backwards and you guys met where he stopped because I don't think, well, Actually, I'll ask you, would you run past Agard? No, I'm running to Agard and... Okay. Agard, I I found Braca. I found him. So we can go to the trail. So we'll use that as your held action. So you can talk as a free action, obviously. Uh Um, So if you guys want to have that conversation, go ahead real quick. Just a brief conversation. And then Braca, you'll be up for your action. Agar, he wasn't expecting this. Um, I'm so sorry. I didn't know no, 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 no. It's fine. Agar will just be like, uh, it, it, it looks like he's hurt. I don't, I don't, I think he might have stepped on something poisonous. I don't know. Well, we got out of here. There's these spiders. Oh, God. Oh, I didn't even see those. Braca is looking Should around. Should we do performance? It's like the worst community theater pants. ever. I, I do. I do want both of you <laughs> to roll a performance. I just check. thought that too. I was like, oh God. This is... <laughs> By heavens, there's spiders. <laughs> oh my stars. Ugh. Well, I 13, so. 11. <laughs> okay, hang on. Were you going to say something, Connor? Question. Can yeah. I hear them outside? Nope, you're out cold. Uh, okay. Oh, I dang. See. Because... If I wasn't, I was going to use Daunting Roar and shatter the windows so that way they oh, know. Oh, dang. I he almost, hasn't woken up yet? No, I, I almost <laughs> used it 
on a little bit ago, yeah. The creepy witch lady, but I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, they wouldn't have been able to hear it because at that point they were still traversing to find yeah. the hut. Um, I would yeah. say you've probably been out for about 20 minutes now since she put you out last time. <clears throat> so, but but you're not aware of this. You're still okay. out cold right now. So the spiders rolled a two. So they okay. they believe this performance. Yay! Braca, <laughs> you are up. Uh, Braca, oh, we both bow. Yes. Braca's looking around, vi- visually confused. Like, Braca, I have to hurt. Just, just grab your foot or something. Like, I'm trying to... Um, he, he's just gonna kind of, like, squint and, like, blink a few times and look back at Agar and Katie. This is where we will end this week's episode as Agard, Katie, and Braca are approaching a strange hut in the middle of a clearing. The party is approached by two large spiders and try to play it off as though Katie and Agard were searching for Braca the whole time. While this week's episode is short, it does seem to be setting up for a rather large showdown as Agard saw some movement from the Victorian-style hut in the clearing while backing away from the spiders. Thank you to all of our friends and fellow adventurers who have been listening to the adventure along the way. We are very thankful to have such amazing listeners and fans all around the world. The next few weeks, we will be taking a small break from the main campaign and running a fun adventure DM'd and written by Alex Groves, who plays Agard in the main campaign. This adventure runs alongside the New Year's holiday. For the next few weeks, we will follow along with a ship's crew as they race against time to deliver some precious cargo and survive the high seas. If you haven't gotten the chance, please take a moment to like, follow, and subscribe to our cast's Instagram accounts. Details and links will be provided in the episode description. A very big and special thank you to the continued support from our Patreon subscribers. We are still working to create some unique and special content for our Patreon-only supporters. If you're interested in further supporting the show, please follow the Patreon link in the episode description. These funds will be used solely to make the show even better than it already is. Tune in next week as we follow the crew of the Raspiante as they traverse the high seas under the command of Captain Turgosa. We will resume the main campaign and pick up where we left off after this holiday adventure. Happy holidays to all, and we hope you all find joy and happiness as we sail into this new year. <laughs>